0: I did a three-month road trip after my dad, aunt and uncle all died in the same month, to clear my head. I just got in my car and drove, never had a destination or anything. I could have stuck to highways but I liked taking back roads. There was an old Navajo road that cut down through tribal grounds, didn't add too much time and I had enough gas so figured why not. The night before I saw tons of meteors in Utah and was looking forward to a dark road where it's just me and the stars. Kind of joke to a friend back home I was about to hit skinwalker country. I was driving on this narrow road for an hour or so, one side was a cliff wall and the other side was a steep drop off. I see a car way way off in the distance headed my same direction. As I get closer it starts slowing down. I'm going 65 plus mile per hour and by the time I get to it, it's crawling along at 25 miles per hour. I'm kind of riding its ass for a few minutes, the road was a little too dark and windy for me to feel comfortable passing on the left plus their driving was a little erratic and I was afraid of the drop off. Suddenly they slam on their brakes and then their lights turn off. There was no phone service out there and nobody else around so my immediate thought is these guys are trying to get me to rear-end them, or they're trying to make me crash and then rob-slash-assault me. I could tell there were three or four guys in the car and I was by myself. Who knows but either way it wasn't good. After their lights turned off it was so dark I could not see their car whatsoever. I start crawling forward, ready to get attacked or crash into them but never saw them again. There was nowhere this car could have turned off or turned into. It had to be on my same road. They were gone though, didn't see them at all. For the rest of this Navajo road I had it floored, was going 80 miles per hour and could not wait to get to phone service or somewhere a little more well lit. They were driving an older car and I'm sure it could not have gone faster than I was headed. Never saw them again for the entire 1.5 hour stretch of road. I still have no idea how their car just disappeared. One night my friends and I were driving through Brigham City, Utah, and we decided to take a detour and see the old Native American assimilation school. We didn't get out of the car because we had this really weird feeling about it. It's a little hard to describe, but the air almost felt thicker and we all kind of had that pit in your throat kind of feeling that you get when you are about to cry. Then I looked up, and I saw one, single light on, in one classroom on the second floor. There is no power connected to the school anymore. I stared at that, for what felt like hours, but when I looked at the clock, only a couple of minutes had passed. I still can't explain it to this day, but it was terrifying. This happened during a long drive at night. About 14 years ago, four friends and I decided to drive out to Weatherford, Texas to look at some new Hondas at a dealership after they had closed because we were stupid high school kids and apparently didn't understand the concept of trespassing. The ringleader of our group of friends drove us in his 96 Honda Civic. We took 730 south toward 180. Around 20 minutes into the drive, with no lights, houses or other vehicles in sight, his CD player turned off mid-song. No one touched it and he didn't have controls on his steering wheel. We all thought it was weird, but nothing paranormal. He turned it back on and we completed the drive. After looking at the cars, the dealership was basically off the highway, we left to head back to our hometown. We ended up taking the reverse route back, this time, north up 730. We started joking about the possibility of aliens and what if that was what caused the CD player to turn off. About two minutes later, and around the same spot as before it happened again. This time it went from music to static. At the same time again, I am not making this up a black human shaped figure materialized out of one of the bushes by the highway and walked into the road in front of our car. I remember the light from our headlights illuminating the space around the figure, but not the figure itself like it was absorbing the light. There was no shadow that I could see. This was not a guy in a body morph suit. It was like looking at a two-dimensional cartoon of the blackest color you can imagine. And it was reaching its arm out to us. We were going about 55 to 60 miles per hour, and we had to swerve to avoid it. I remember as we passed it that it had no distinguishing features. No face, no fingers, no clothing, no shape, like a nose protrusion or chin, other than a dark void. We all screamed at the top of our lungs. We almost completely went off the road. After our driver regained control we sped off as fast as his car could go carrying five people. We had to calm him down so we wouldn't wreck. We were all freaking out, asking each other what the other saw to verify that it wasn't a hallucination. We all saw it. We all had the same experience. When we got back to our town, we were all kind of just in shock and didn't know what to say or how to explain it to anyone or even if we should. There were no reports of any similar encounters on the news, nor were there any reports of a body turning up in the area, or a homeless guy harassing people or really anything. I had forgotten about that incident for many years until a few months ago, when I was hanging out with one of my friends who was there. I asked him if he remembered that night. He does still no idea what it was. My grandfather used to drive of a truck for Wanda Petroleum back in the seventies. And one night while he was driving to a town, he heard something rattling outside his truck, like something had come loose and fallen. So he pulled over to see what had happened. As he was inspecting his truck, he heard the rattle again. Without the road noise it sounded like chains being dragged. He looked away from his truck toward the sound and he saw a massive shape moving along the side of the road back the way he had came. When it got closer, he saw that it was an elephant, escaped from a nearby circus, dragging chains behind it my grandpa never said what he did after that just that it was one of the millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Strangest things he'd ever saw. It was also one of the funniest tales the quiet old coot ever told me. More of the paranormal variety, it's something I've noticed on a few occasions while driving near the Navajo reservation in New Mexico. The roads are desert roads, lumpy in spots, potholes. It can be a rough ride. One night, quite late, I was going through one of these rough stretches, and was flipping through the stations on my radio, when I stopped on someone speaking Diné, SP? The Navajo language. I knew from previous trips there's a station that is in their native tongue, but plays classic country, so I waited a minute for the next song. When it came on, it was not some George Jones song, but recordings of tribal dance songs. As I'm not knowledgeable in the slightest of the language, I can't say what it was, but it was beautiful and different. And I continued to listen slowly. The bumps and humps and undulations of the road, without moving to a different stretch of construction, or moving into a different zone as far as I could tell, ceased. I felt like someone was standing or squatting beside me in my truck, and having heard tales of skinwalkers, I dared not turn my head. And then I felt like I was decidedly not alone, and I felt hands on my shoulders and arms, and a sense of gratitude came over me and I began to cry. Through this though, my headlights, which normally seemed so dark and worthless on this stretch of road, shone brightly. Again, this just made it clearer the road was as old and in disrepair as ever, but my truck seemed to float along. Every time I get close again, I replicate this sensation listening to this channel, when I can find it. And even at times when it doesn't come in clearly, I feel a presence, and the ride becomes smoother. I am a long-haul trucker. One thing that most people don't know about truck drivers is that we are in a constant state of diarrhea. One day, luckily during summer I was driving through Buffalo and got the sudden urge to shit. As if I were hit by lightning. Brown lightning to be specific. I didn't have anywhere to stop in town so I held it until I could get 35 miles south of there to the nearest truck stop. When I got there I realized my GPS was a bit out of date, this place was abandoned. I checked the door anyway, had to shit badly. I was in panic mode at this point. The door was firmly locked so I scanned the back lot. The only things back there were a broken down school bus in high grass and a beaver statue on a 4 feet tall plinth. Being from Florida, I have ingrained concerns about shitting in high grass because that's how you get snake bit. So I walk over to this beaver statue and drop tro, leaning my back against the plinth for balance. I was in overalls at the time, so this was a very compromising position trying to not shit on the backflap. I am leaning there, making abstract chocolate wall art when I hear a rustling in the bushes and look over to see a beaver, slowly walking backwards into the bushes as if he had seen the ultimate desecration of his god. I then realized the statue itself was made out of wood. This had me concerned that maybe that beaver had made the statue, was the place abandoned because the beavers had taken over? Was this a war memorial made for the beaver soldiers who died? After all the speculation, I finished my shameful act. That's where things took a turn. In my haste to evacuate my brown hotel, I realized I had left my paper towel slash baby wipes in the truck. So now I have a decision, do I waddle the 200 yards to my truck to fish it out? Can't wipe with my socks without sitting on a shit ass. So I had to tear the sleeves off of my shirt and use them to wipe. Serves me right for my beaver blasphemy. Got back in the truck and rode out. And that's why truckers wear sleeveless shirts. I'm not a trucker, but my father was. I became a diesel mechanic kind of following his footsteps. When I was about 6 years old my father picked me up to go do a haul of some chemicals down to a specific plant in New York. We picked up the load and headed out, but took a different route than usual. We passed our usual right hand turn and proceeded a few more miles up the road. We came to an intersection that is a Y in reverse and we were to take a right hand turn. There was a restaurant across from us on the left as we turned the right and pulled over. My father told me to get out and kick the tires and take care of business. Which meant to take a leak. So after doing my business between the duallys, I kicked the tires to check for flats as usual. As I turned around to my right to the front of the truck my father was pulling something large out of the cab of the truck. It looked heavy and it was long. I asked him what it was and he said it's just trash. Mind your business and get in the truck he said. I hopped in the cab and half-ass watched my old man as he hauled this thing into the cornfield. He got back in the truck and we took off and that was it. In 1991 I heard about the body of the young girl that was found right there in that area that dated back to around the same time me and my old man used to run together. All these years I can't help but wonder if that was what my old man pulled out of the cab of that truck. It's been 20 plus years now and it still haunts me. (coughs) I got lost in Pennsylvania one night and tried to turn around. The road I was on didn't have any roads I could turn on to. The places where I could fit were closed and gated off. The road ahead had a no truck sign so I stopped on the shoulder enough that the other traffic could fit through. I tried asking my co-driver for help and she told me I'd have to do it alone, I hated her, she was no help and I had to do everything. So I'm looking for a place to turn around, GPS and phone can't find any signal, when up in front of me, truck lights flickered on. I was pretty sure there wasn't a truck there a second ago. Then an Asian man walked up to me from the truck and asked if I was lost, to which I said yes. He told me he had the key to a school bus yard behind his truck and had me turn in to get turned around. It was full of old buses and wasn't on Google Maps, even in satellite mode. I'm sitting behind his truck when he asks where I was headed, I told him and he knew where my load was coming from, California. I was headed to a Walmart distribution center and we were late, so I though maybe he worked there and knew because we were the only late load, but he didn't have a Walmart truck slash trailer. I shook it off and he says to follow him there, and everything fine for a while, gets me up and onto I-81 and we take off up this hill. He takes off, and I can see his neon orange trailer up ahead cresting the hill. I get up to the top and he's gone. It's a straight rise ahead, and I don't see him anywhere. So I start freaking out no way he sped off that fast in a semi, and I can't find the exit I need. I see a flying J, truck stop if you don't know, and stop. I run inside to get something to eat, donuts and a Gatorade, and I go to the counter. There's a trucker's atlas sitting there as I'm checking out, I decide I need it since I'm lost. He rings up the donuts, rings up the drink, get their atlas and it doesn't scan. Cashier tries again, same cancel sounds as before. He hands it to me and says another trucker must have left it here, I don't even think we stuck it to be honest, just take it. I get back in the truck and scarf down my donuts and crack the atlas open, I find it where I am and plot the rest of my trip, my GPS flickered back to life when you started the engine. I don't believe in ghosts and stuff, but that really made me wonder. My dad was a trucker for a few years in the 80s before becoming a firefighter. There is a very small town in Oklahoma called Fairfax that he frequently traveled to carrying oil field supplies. The highway to the town is a paved two-lane highway that cuts through the open wheat fields of Pawnee and Osage counties. Very quiet. He was traveling around midnight one night north on Highway 18 en route to Fairfax, when he said he rounded a curve and his headlights illuminated a man in a wheelchair, pushing himself down the middle of the road. Dad said it was extremely foggy, and had he been distracted at all, he likely never would have seen the man and run over him. He swerved into the opposite lane, narrowly missing the man. Once he felt he passed him, he pulled over and looked for the man to offer help but never saw him. Dad continued to Fairfax and joined another trucker at a stop. He said the trucker had been a few miles ahead of him on the highway and was wide-eyed in shock. Dad asked him if he saw the same thing, to which the trucker said I thought I had seen a ghost. Dad said they contacted a deputy in the area who told them it was a common sighting for truckers. He had no further explanations about who the man was or why he would be going down the highway at night. He told them he would always go check, but never located the man. Drivers that obey the laws governing travel on the roadway. So rare it's paranormal. As for true paranormal, I wasn't trucking at the time this happened, but driving my wife, then fiancé, to work one night, crossing a railroad track in our car, It was an older metal body celebrity, as we crossed the tracks the hood was struck by lightning, which is where the paranormal even began. As the light filled my vision, I wasn't in the vehicle anymore or myself, I was somewhere and someone else. I lived in that life, day in and day out for what felt like weeks, maybe longer. I lost track of the days. I went to sleep beside my wife one night same as every night and instead of waking there I was driving at night and could see the last of a flash of light leaving my vision. I almost wrecked the car out of sheer shock, I didn't know where I was, and then it began flooding back, I was where I began. My wife, again then fiancé, was completely oblivious to what happened to me and thought the lightning had startled me. At the time I was twenty and it wasn't a vision of future because we had a daughter when it happened and in the alternate life my wife there and I had two boys and a girl. The boys were 30 and 24 and the oldest had a daughter, while my youngest son had a son of his own. My daughter there was a senior in high school. It's actually tough to talk about this because for me I lived that life, I was in my late 60s with all the memories and experience of a life. I didn't tell my fiancé of this life for a while all of what happened because it took a while for me to process and grieve. I never got to say goodbye, or anything, I was just gone, yet still alive back in this life. Yes I'm aware of the second life aspect being done in TNG, however I hadn't seen TNG at all until my wife's uncle in this life introduced me to it in 07 and I didn't even see that episode of TNG till 2011 when I watched the series on my own. What's weirder still is a second similar mini event happened when I was driving with a co-driver for a refrigerated company. My co-driver was driving and I was taking my 10. While I slept I experienced what had to be an alternate future. I was coming home from the road, greeted my three kids, our oldest daughter, the same from the previous event, and two twin girls one of which is 100 feet from me ATM. The other didn't exist to me before this event. The twins both hugged me and I was so happy to see them. I remember saying how much they had grown in the last month, and in the event I called them Callie and Allie. I woke up after that and burst into tears because I had an overwhelming feeling that I had a daughter that was lost to me, and I called my wife. Silence. She was shocked and almost whispered and I could hear the tone of her voice that told me she was both angry and sad. She said, how do you know that name? What I had never known was that my youngest was supposed to be a twin, and my wife had miscarried one day when she thought she was spotting heavy. She didn't know she was pregnant till she was around 22 weeks and that day happened about a week before. When our youngest was born she had delivered a second full placenta, and since I was between Paris, TX, and Longview, trying to get me in my truck home that night she felt it was better not to tell me. When we named our youngest my wife didn't want our unborn daughter to not have a name, so she named her Allison. Or as she had been affectionately remembering her, Allie. Sorry for long post guys, I haven't talked with many about these and I'm sure many will faking the validity as it was a very personal experience in both. But paranormal isn't something that can be explained. I can't explain how either event happened. I just have to live with the memories of them, and the tears for those I lost. My father drove me at 4am to a city in Slovakia. We drove through woods and the roads were pretty shitty so there was a 80kmh speed limit. We haven't seen any other cars for an hour or so and suddenly we got blinded by a bright light. First we though that an idiot forgot to turn off his full beam so my father honked a few times. As we drove on we realized that the light was way too bright for a car and my dad slowed down to 30 kmh. As we were like 30 meters away from it we saw a huge thing which was about 3 meters high. It was shaped like a human but nobody is 3 meters high. The thing was covered in a white suit which was similar to a blanket. The bright light came out of this thing's head. It stood at the opposite side of the road and it seemed like it was trying to get to our car. We were absolutely terrified and my dad hit the gas and we nearly hit this thing. We still don't know what it was. However my dad thinks that it was an angel because he is very religious. I can't explain what it could be. Driving through the night from Mississippi to arrive in South Carolina by daybreak, I was on a pretty tight schedule to catch a ride from Greenville up to Pennsylvania for a friend's wedding. Right on the outskirts of Birmingham, Alabama, I turn into a gas station that's normally pretty brightly lit. I've been this way many times before. However, on this weirdly black, windy night, the gas station is incredibly dim. And strangely, there's nobody out. I mean, like nobody. I haven't encountered any oncoming traffic in miles and there is nobody in the gas station but the clerk. It's around 1.30 am. I get a super spooky feeling as I pay for my gas and cheap gas station coffee. As I pull out of the dim parking lot back onto the highway, just minutes away from the interstate ramp that will take me towards Atlanta, my headlights land on a white figure standing dead in the center of my headlights almost seeming to glow against the pitch-black night. Standing perhaps a step back from the highway on a very narrow, rocky shoulder is a man dressed in what I honest to God think to this day were KKK robes without the hood up. He was staring directly into my eyes, holding a picket sign with handwritten words. Jesus will return today, May 9th, 2016. The end is finally here. Needless to say, I noped the hell out of there as fast as I could. The creepiest thing was that to exit the parking lot, I had to drive directly towards this man before turning left on the highway. I'll never forget the stare down. Me, perplexed and freaked the crap out, him, as emotionless as a statue, staring at me until I was out of sight. Heading home one night on California 70 which is very windy along a river at the base of a canyon. It's around 2 AM but I'm alert enough to see deer, slow down, speed back up and total my car on a suicidal deer bringing up the rear. As there is no service I put on a headlamp, belt on a hunting knife and start walking. The canyon is not a great place to be at night. A Union Pacific truck passes going my direction at some point and is the only vehicle I've seen. A few minutes later, the same truck passes going the other way, which is where I get nervous. A few minutes after that, he comes back my direction and asks if that's my wrecked car and offers a ride, which I decline because weird vibes. To which he says, come on, man, there's a lot of really weird shit that goes on around here. And he is in a company truck after all ended up being a super nice guy. But, after asking him about his weird Canyon experiences, he shows me a picture on his phone of what looked like Smeggle he took while clearing rock from a track one night. Still creeps me the F out. I was about 70 miles from my drop at the Walmart DC in Sterling, Illinois on a back road. It's was about two drop time at 3.30, so I was relaxed and cruising along at about 55. I was on a straight, two-lane road, and hadn't seen anyone since I got on it. Jamming out, window cracked and smoking a cigarette. It was muggy and windy outside, so visibility was may. I saw some headlights crest a hill behind me, and I didn't think much of it until I realized that it was gaining on me at an incredible pace. Once it got closer, I could see the marker indicators above the headlights, telling me it was another truck. Left blinker comes on, and it blows past me going at least 85 miles per hour, horn blaring, engine screaming. Scared the piss out of me and my cat. Once it passed, and I got my bearings I looked away from my side window, and the truck was nowhere to be found. It was just gone. I thought maybe it was going faster than I thought and had already crested the next hill, but I didn't see it on the other side either, and I could see for quite a ways. I was a bit shaken, but mostly confused. I got to the DC fine, and asked other truckers if they had heard of that happening, and no one knew a thing about it. I've ended up chalking it up to me being tired, but I know I saw that damn truck. I was crossing the Navajo Nation on my way to Colorado in the 90s. It was around 1 AM and I was really tired so I pulled over between Gallup and Ship Rock. Had a nightmare of evil looking faces coming at me out of pitch black, screaming. I woke up started my car and when I turned on my headlights there was a coyote and a jackrabbit sitting about 10 feet apart just on the edge of the light. Never had a nightmare like that before or since. Have traveled that route a few times, but never stopped after dark again. I dated a Navajo girl from Chinle and when I told her that story she was seriously bothered by it and told me to never mention the coyote again. She said I was not wanted there and if I hadn't woken up when I did something was about to go down. Edit. The general view of coyote and folk belief is generally negative and related to witchcraft which is called skinwalkers are believed to be able to adopt the form of a coyote. A Navajo saying holds that if coyote crosses your path, turn back and do not continue your journey. The coyote is an omen of an unfortunate event or thing in your path or in the near future. Driving through Nevada on an old desert road. I come up on a 25 miles per hour corner and there's a guy walking on the road. It seems strange considering it's in the absolute middle of nowhere. At least 40 miles to the nearest anything. He's dressed in a black suit and hat and carrying a briefcase. I hadn't seen any broken down vehicles and wondered where he came from. I thought of asking him if he needed help. Rounding the corner and illuminated by my headlights are eight more guys wearing the same black suits and hats all carrying briefcases. No vehicles anywhere, no reason at all that they should be out in the middle of the desert. They look up, sort of freeze for a moment, then scatter. Forget stopping, I got out of there fast. An hour later at a truck stop I was fueling up. Getting back in the cab I look across the lot and see two of them walking toward my truck. There is no way that I want anything to do with them, so I begin to drive off. As I get close to them they stop. As I drive by they stand and stare, never taking their eyes off me as I pass by. How did they catch up to me? Who were they, and what had I witnessed? In late 2002, I was riding along with an uncle of mine, him from Texas, and spent a few months with a truck driving uncle of mine out of Missouri. I rode with him carrying a load to Maryland. After a few days or so, we ended up parking near a rest area in Myersville, Maryland. Around 2 or 3 AM in the morning, I remember having the shit scared out of me. I was asleep in passenger seat when I was awoke up by a very loud sound. As I awoke, I looked behind me toward my uncle who was just waking as well. Just as I was about to speak, bright lights shined in through all the windows. I remember getting an adrenaline rush and reaching for my seatbelt when I heard PPL screaming not to move from outside truck. I froze, and saw PPL in black gear and guns saying to leave truck now. All I remember just after was the truck shaking as SWAT pulled us from truck and pulled us across street in darkness while not saying shit. Most shocked and afraid I've ever been. Once we were near what looked like a bus bench, we heard a loud bang. Also, there was a freaking helicopter nearby, which was sound we heard. Couldn't see where because it had no lights on. Long story short, we were sleeping near the Myersville MD rest area where the DC snipers were sleeping. We were interviewed by a guy from FBI when the sun came up. We were told the person that was the man shooting PPL on the beltway was the suspect they arrested in rest area. They DDNT go into detail, but interviewed everyone there. I remember the blue car they drove being put in a trailer. We DDNT get to leave until 1 p.m. that day. I also remember a Greyhound type of bus being there. It was full of Orthodox Jews being interviewed as well. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices actually got talked to by a news crew as well. Weird time. This story is about a beverage hauler for one of the major mountain area breweries making a delivery to some central liquor slash beer stores in my hometown. About 3 AM, trucker pulls up to a delivery, gets out of the cab with all the paperwork for the store owner, stops a moment to check something on his phone, Then pop. Some gang banger out for revenge against somebody snuck up behind the trucker and blew his brains out of his face. Turns out the trucker was not the person the man was trying to target, i.e. mistaken identity. Super tragic and scary. I remember seeing a couple of truckers' interview on the local news about how it was a scary reminder of how unsafe their working conditions can be simply because they're constantly out and about at unconventional times when folks who are up to no good also tend to be out and about. This happened on a trip from Houston, Texas to San Jose, California. I lived in Texas and my family was in the Bay Area so I'd usually just do the whole stretch at once. One trip I was coming across the Mojave at about 4 AM. I don't remember exactly what year it was but there was supposed to be a meteor shower so I timed it so that I'd have pretty good visibility driving west in pre-dawn hours. So, I'm in a little Toyota Mr. 2 and I start thinking I'm seeing paper on the road, like a truck had part of a load fall off the truck. It's brown, it's covering the road, it's kind of waving a little in the breeze. Suddenly, I start hearing thwap, thwap in the front wheel wells and the steering got a little sloppy. Freaked me out a little because the MR2 had a tendency to slide a little. I slowed down from probably 85 to 50 and I'm still sliding and hearing this gross wet slapping sound from under the car. I started taking a good look, slowing down even more and it looks like this brown streak going across the highway and it's moving. It hit me, it's tarantulas and they're migrating. I'm killing these poor bastards, but I did not want to stop. I turned up the radio to drown out the sound and kept to a very steady 45 until I got through this migrating stripe of tarantulas. All I could think was don't crawl up the car, don't crawl up the car. I didn't stop until I hit Barstow and most of the bits had come off the car except for the wheel wells. I used to drive a remote Northern Canadian highway quite frequently, not a truck driver but I did put on 80,000 kilometers a year for work. I was a couple hours outside of the nearest town and I hadn't seen any vehicles in a while, it was about 2 and I really needed to take a leak. So I parked my truck on the shoulder, went around the back, and took a squatter just off the road. Finish up, wipe, pull my pants back up, walk around and get back in the driver's seat. I look up and there in my headlights are three wolves sitting on the shoulder right in front of my truck. Just sitting there, staring at my truck. They had every opportunity to attack me and I would have been completely defenseless with my pants down, but they didn't. I don't know what they wanted. I got the heck out of there immediately. There's a place a part of the original Eisenhower Highway project that is built very interestingly. The rest area is somewhat beneath the freeway instead of alongside it. Then there's only like five parking spots for trucking, but they're more like indentations into the tree line instead of actual spots. You're parking partially on pavement and partially in brush. Truck parking is located about a quarter mile away from the actual bathrooms. I stopped here when I was going through training. It took me almost my full 30 to get parked due my tail sticking out into the road. The only lights at 3 AM in the Rockies were my running lights, so I prayed that they was enough to keep someone from running into the back of me. Getting out of my truck involved entering the surrounding brush. After wading through that and into the road, I was in awe. I'd never seen the Milky Way so clearly and had never been so compelled to take a crap. I had no bearings and headed towards car parking since Google Maps showed a building behind the tree line that bordered the parking lot. I could not see what was in the cars, but I could see them intermittently shake, letting me know I was not alone. Doing my best fearless white girl in a horror movie impersonation, I started moving towards the tree line. Before I see a building, I heard rolling water from behind the tree line. I'm immediately met with images of my body floating down the Colorado River after Jason ambushes me from behind one of these trees. Tough shit, my colon waits for no man. Past the cars, the first light appears past the trees and around a building. As I'm going down steps towards the light, signs were posted along the way to memorialize the construction of this rest area in the 50s. They would have been worth reading were it not for the colorado getting louder and louder with each step i took providing more and more cover if someone wished to sneak up on me rounding the corner i rush into the bathroom and away from the impending sense of doom it then became clear that this place had not been cleaned since the 50s either opening the first stall door revealed a jackson pollock on porcelain the second stall was no better I was forced to start eyeballing sinks while trying to figure out their load-bearing capacity. At the door of the final stall I prayed for a clean toilet or swift death and thankfully I got the prior. Like with most stories, there isn't a happy ending, no toilet paper. After overcoming the paper shortage of I-70, I clean up and walk out the bathroom door. Standing there, is another man. WTF. We both nearly wrap ourselves. I'm so sorry was all he said while he scurried off. Not waiting for the other shoe to drop, I take off back to my truck. I'm not certain if he was there to use the bathroom or was looking to get a rest stop quickie, but I was simply happy to have survived the creepiest thing that has happened to me in the road. Taking a load of lumber in central Wisconsin about an hour away from I, 94. I am a flatbed driver so I usually don't drive or night but tonight I had two. It was roughly midnight and I was approaching intersection of two county highways. At the intersection I thought I saw a woman in a sundress and a little girl holding her hand. They were in the center of the road staring in my direction. I honked my air horn because sometimes kids played chicken with vehicles and 80k pounds of semi would annihilate any flesh I hit. As I got closer I blinked and they were gone. As I rolled through the intersection I felt the strangest coldness travel down my back, windows were up, and I swore I heard someone whisper Y into my ear. I floored the gas and got the F out of Dodge on that one. I've experienced a few paranormal activities and that one was the most scary. Second story. I was in northern Wisconsin near Michigan at a sketchy ass ma and pa truck stop. Quit partly cloudy night just taking a piss behind my trailer because I was too much of a douche to wall 200 feet inside the truck stop. All of a sudden a bird, I think it was a type of hawk or falcon flew down and crashed onto my trailer. It flopped around for about 10 seconds 3 feet from my face as if its neck was broken. It stopped, stood back up, spread its wings and cawed and just flew away. I don't know if it's really paranormal scary but the events that took place were definitely creepy. Third story. The final one I remember when I first started driving was near Tomah, Wisconsin. I was parked on an on-ramp onto I-94. I wake up and get into my driver's seat to check my truck's instruments and notice the steering wheel was cranked all the way to the right. All my brakes were set and the truck didn't roll at all. I walked around the truck to inspect it per federal law. Two of the straps over the steel I was carrying were clean cut. I'd cry anyone would cut my straps as the steel rods were easily 1000 plus pounds each and none were missing. I was driving towards Crater Lake in Oregon late one night. The road was long and straight, with rows and rows of evergreens on both sides. It's pitch black and you could scarcely determine if you were actually making headway. All of the sudden, though, this massive, glowing, gold orb floats by overhead, not far above the trees. It's moving quickly but also gently. It pans across the front windshield before I lose sight of it. Well, I'm traveling with my buddy in the passenger seat. I don't say anything because I figure it's just my eyes playing tricks on me. But I look over at him and he's craning his neck to stare out the window. So I ask him what he's looking at. Sure enough, he tells me there's some big gold ball in the sky. Makes my skin crawl. I was driving through. I think it was Oklahoma. It was about 2 AM and I'm driving down a long stretch of road. I get to a spot where there are woods on the right side of the road and a big open field on the left side. I can see up ahead that the woods are on fire, it must've just started recently too cause it wasn't super huge. I check my GPS to see what town I'm in and call the police who say they know and there are units already on their way. About 15 or 20 miles down the road I see what seems to be another fire up ahead only this time it's on the left side of the street. It's been pretty much an open field most of the time. It was dark and I wasn't paying a lot of attention to anything but the road but there didn't seem to be any houses on that left side for miles and miles beforehand. As I get closer I see a really nice white house completely engulfed in flames. I also noticed a car and an SUV in the driveway. Which lead me to believe the family was home. I called the police again and dispatch said she knew about the forest fire. I said, no it's actually about 15 miles west at mile marker, x, it's a house on the north side of the street. She said. Oh, okay. Hmm. And sent a unit. I still wonder if the family was home and asleep. Makes me sick. But it was also strangely eerie. Did whoever set the house on fire also set the woods on fire? They were pretty far from each other but what are the odds of two fires on the same road so late at night with seemingly nobody around? It's also weird because the house on fire was strangely beautiful. It was a white house completely ablaze, surrounded by flat land with just one really pretty tree out front. It loomed like a Godspeed you. Black Emperor album cover or something. Heading east on I-10 through West Texas, there's a long stretch where there's absolutely no radio signal. No AM, no FM. You get a bit of static, then you lose even that. Hit seek and just watch the numbers spin. When you're used to getting some station, any station, on the radio all of the sudden having nothing is really eerie. Middle of the night, no traffic, reminded me of just how remote and alone I was out there. Then it gets worse, because you've left your AM dial spinning and you get some tinny, scratchy preacher popping up all of the sudden telling you to repent or rot in hell. I was on a long haul drive across the southern US with my brother. Was listening to a classic rock station in Texas late at night. He had been asleep for about an hour and roused, asking, where are we? A thousand miles from nowhere, I answered. Immediately, the radio buzzed, and a voice starts singing, I'm a thousand miles from nowhere, time don't matter to me, cause I'm a thousand miles from nowhere and there's no place I want to be. We had never heard that song before, had no idea what had happened, and we just freaked out. Later learned it was a new, at the time, song by Dwight Yoakam, but it was just at that moment that the station we were listening to faded out, a new one faded in, and it did so right at that song, at that exact moment in the song. One of the strangest synchronicity moments in my life. Still have no explanation for it. My story happened off duty. I've seen plenty of weird stuff while on the road. Lots of it is people mostly. The weirdest one I saw was on my way back from a show down in Virginia to Buffalo, New York. I had four guys with me and a truck full of speaker equipment. I was driving in Pennsylvania, on the crazy 219 322 80 route probably near Dubois slash Clearfield. If you don't know the route, it's highways mixed with local country roads, but roads you're driving 65 on and still in the middle of nowhere. It was late, maybe midnight or 1 AM, and just me and another guy in the backseat were awake. I was driving with the houses on my right, woods on the left, in the middle of a heavily wooded area. There's no street lights so it's pitch black except for my headlights. I saw this enormous figure swoop over the car about 10 feet up. I caught enough of it in the headlights that it looked like a bat had a brown hairy body, but the wings and size were massive. Not like a bird, but like a giant bat or a flying dog, if the dog was a mastiff slash short hair. And the eyes were red. I saw it, and my brain registered it. And I looked around and couldn't see any more because I was going fast enough. As I looked around, I just hear my cousin's voice really calmly from the back say, I saw it too. I just got a chill and kept driving but we didn't say anything more until we got home. One of my friends later told me that it was probably the mothman, and I'd have to say that that could probably be the closest thing. I saw something that wasn't a bird, and my cousin saw it too. So now when I drive through the no land of Pennsylvania, I keep an eye out for whatever the hell that thing was. My father was a trucker. Late one night on a lonely stretch of road somewhere a person just, materialized in front of my dad's semi. Dad couldn't stop in time and went right through him. He skidded to a stop a distance away and looked in his rear view expecting a bloody puddle. There was the person, standing right where dad drove through, craning its neck to see dad's reflection in his rear view. Dad said he could shift that truck in gear fast enough. When I was eight, I was sleeping in the back of a small car, no seat belts, on a cross-country drive and in a very remote area when the driver, a friend of my dad, fell asleep. We went off the road and down an embankment. You couldn't see the wreck from the highway. We were all knocked unconscious but lucky for me I got away with few injuries. I came to first. I was covered with blood from a scalp wound. I climbed up to the highway and just stood there as a truck drove by. He passed and then slammed on his brakes. I'll never forget him running back towards me totally freaking out. He didn't see the car crash until he got to me, so I'm sure seeing a small boy covered in blood on the side of the road in the middle of the Nevada desert was pretty creepy. When driving from home to school, Chicago to Virginia, I was on the highway and my girlfriend was sleeping. A fighter jet flipped upside down and flew right over me and it had to be within 300 feet or something. I could literally see the pilot in his seat when he went over me, it was so incredibly crazy and random. There weren't many cars on the road with me and it was early morning. I couldn't believe my eyes and my girlfriend didn't believe me after she had woken up from her nap. It was completely wild and sometimes I contemplate if it actually happened, even though I know it did. When we were moving from Texas to Colorado with my small children, 1.5 and 3, I had the bright idea to leave around their bedtime, they'd sleep most of the 13 hour drive. It would be so easy for them. It was not. Littlest cried the entire way, and kept oldest up who was also crying. I was stressed and exhausted, so around 3 AM we decided to stop in the next town we saw, still in Texas because thing is huge, and stay at the first hotel we could find. We finally get into your standard tiny backwater town, and this place is just 10 kinds of creepy, giant white crosses along the road every block. My husband and I just got a really bad feeling and even though we passed three hotels with vacancy signs we kept going to the next town. We've driven through it since in the daylight and it's less creepy, but I won't even stop for gas there, I assume this qualifies as creepy. If not then at the least gross. Was driving to work one morning on the New York State Thruway getting off of the I-490 W exit to Rochester. I was in the right lane passing an 18-wheeler. All of a sudden my windshield was covered in blood and guts. I was like WTF? I turned on my windshield wipe slash washer but it didn't help much. I pulled over at the toll booths. A state trooper came out to ask if I was okay. As I was walking around the front of my car I noticed something sticking out of my grill. It was a deer's leg, or at least half of one. Apparently as I was passing the 18-wheeler he hit a deer running from the south side, blind side to me, and it literally exploded all over my car. Traveling the same route the next day I saw the largest blood spot I have ever seen right before that exit. Shit was still spread everywhere. My dad met an angel while on the road. He said he picked up an old hitchhiker and his dog. As soon as the man sat down my dad said the man turned to him and said I know you have questions for me. It was around the time my father's father was murdered too, so they talked about it the entire time. Dad pulled over for gas, literally never left where the cab was, and filled up. Once he got back in, the man and dog were gone. Dad went asking around if anyone had seen where the man went, but everyone he asked said they never saw anyone exit his truck. my wife and i were driving back from las vegas to salem oregon we passed through yosemite national park at 2 a.m and on the other side was a bathroom spot had a rock wall overlooking a cliff anyway we pull over to rest for the night i wake up an hour or two later and see a car full of teens i would guess we're 17. i'm watching them pee over the side of the rock and one of them starts looking over at us Slowly walks over and just before he gets a foot away, I hear his buddy yell to him. Hey man, let him sleep. We gotta get going. I didn't have anything to defend us. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I was driving around near Tobermory, Ontario on my way to a BNB, which was located deep in a forested area. Had to drive about 45 minutes outside of town down back roads which were completely unlit. It was around 11pm and was pitch black. No other cars were out there. Very quiet and eerie driving by tons of trees like that. Suddenly my headlights started illuminating something on the side of the road. It was three middle-aged people. They were just standing there on the side of the road staring at us as we drove by. In pitch black. No houses or any civilization nearby. They had no flashlights or anything. I was so freaked out by this. I still can't think of a reason why they'd be there. I was driving back roads just before dawn through the Ocala National Forest. It was extremely foggy, I could barely see 50 feet in front of me, when I made out the shape of a man in the middle P.F. the road wearing a gray morning coat. I slowed my car to a slow walking pace and edged over toward the shoulder. As we came abreast of each other, a five-foot-tall sandhill crane turned his head toward my window and let out a startled shriek. I was a server in the valley. It was the day before Halloween. Had requested Halloween off. Originally told no. Manager gives the okay sometime around 11 p.m. night before. Decide, screw it, I'm keeping my plans and drive to Santa Cruz, California after shift. Arrive at friend's place. Did not sleep longer than an hour or two drove friends to Berkeley to see live-action Rocky Horror Picture Show. Super fun. Later, still on Halloween night, I'm driving friends back to Santa Cruz. Been awake for longer than I've ever been up before. That drive back to Santa Cruz is still the scariest thing I've ever done. No aliens, ghosts, or nefarious folk. Just my sleep-deprived, addled brain. The first hour or so was fine. After that, I started to see, multiple overpasses, that weren't actually there, animals near slash in the road, not there when I came up on where they should have been, obstructions in my lane of travel, also absent when I drove into where it would have been. I spent the majority of the drive seeing things that I logically should avoid, but also, logically knowing they weren't actually there. I just keep checking on my friends, who were all blissfully passed out, while silently chanting to myself, I will get all of you home alive and safe. I will get all of you home alive and safe. Over and over. I got them all home alive and safe. I will never drive anywhere while that sleep deprived ever again. Ride on mechanic for a cargo 747. I'm on the bird 24-7 for 20 days unlike the pilots who swap out so I'm always on the move and away from home sleeping on the aircraft like a trucker. The weirdest thing I've seen is probably lighting sprites. You get used to the anti-collision strobes faintly lighting up the cabin at night, but occasionally the whole cabin will just flash like an atom bomb went off. You're so used to the strobes though that your brain just assumes it was a strobe and it's a good five seconds before you realize it was something else and you get this eerie that's not right feeling. Even weirder is when it's a red or blue flash. They don't look natural either when you see one, rare, imagine a bunch of monster logos, but bright white. Kinda like that. I've only been struck by lightning once, but flashes happen often. There are some really bizarre and often beautiful lighting patterns you'll see at 38,000 feet. I don't often get to see them but a lot of old pilots have a few recounts of seeing some stuff. I was stopped in traffic and what appeared to be a bouncy ball fell from the sky at an immense speed and went back up almost as fast. I pulled over after and didn't see anywhere it could have come from. Also, it was going so fast that any toy I can think of would have been destroyed on impact. I still have no theory of what I saw. I really don't think it was a reflection or a trick of the I due to how it bounced, and no, I wasn't on drugs.